You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hello, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And I'm excited for today's podcast episode because we are post-Easter. Yes, we are post-Easter holiday, and we are well into the second quarter of 2023, and I am going to pull up a chair, grab my water, sit down with you. We're going to speak leader to leader today, and we're going to talk about your business, your growth, your success, your mindset, all of the things. Last week on the podcast, we talked about managing your motivation. If you did not get a chance to go back and listen to last week's episode, it was so good. I talked about the six different areas where you are going to have to manage your motivation as a direct sales leader. And I chose that topic because I find that entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. And if you haven't read the book, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster, I would highly encourage you to snag that one. It is it is a really good book and it really does. It really does paint the picture of the ups and downs that being a an entrepreneur really do bring. And there is no there is no upward climb. This constant upward sort of, you know, business is always growing. There are ebbs and flows, there are seasons of growth, there are seasons of rebuilding. There are seasons of quiet reflection. And that's just a part of the journey. And instead of always feeling like, if I'm not motivated, I'm losing out. Or if I'm not crushing goals, I'm doing something wrong. And, you know, there are going to be times where doors close because other doors are opening. And the difference between successful and unsuccessful people is that the unsuccessful people really look at closing doors as something that they've done wrong or that they're not meant for success or that they must be leading people incorrectly or they're the reason that somebody in their downline left or quit. And in reality, sure, there's always going to be, in hindsight, anytime you reflect on a situation, you will always come up with a lot, a list of ways of things that you could essentially do differently, right? And what we have to learn to say is, how did I learn through this situation instead of why, what is wrong with me? I want us to really begin to say, what did I learn through this situation? How can I become better because of what has happened to me? So, that is important for us to remember. So managing our motivations sometimes is it's a full-time job. And for me personally, and I talked a little bit about this in previous podcast episodes, is I've had to work extra hard on my mind lately, on my on my output, on showing up and really having the motivation to keep going in my personal life and in my business when I don't physically feel well. And that is something that I know many of you struggle with, whether it's anxiety, it's depression, it's chronic fatigue, it's headaches, 
there are things going on in your life. And, and so often there are, have been mornings in my journey where my body is so physically exhausted from sometimes, I don't even know what the heck it's exhausted from, right? I just have the weirdest body. And I really have to get myself up and say, Melanie, you can do this. Like you can do this. What are the most important things you need to get done today? And sometimes it takes every muscle and bone and ounce of, you know, just motivation and grit to get the work done. And then other days I bounce out of bed and I crush my to-do list. And I just, I want you to know that you're normal. If those things happen to you, if some days, even when you love your job and you love what you're doing for your life's work, just some days our motivation isn't going to come naturally, but we can't ever stop moving towards our dreams. So what are some of the things that I've been doing to make sure I keep focused on where I want to go? I've got a lot of sticky notes on my desk these days. I have constantly, every single morning, making sure that I list out what I want. Who is the woman I am becoming through the process of achieving this next you know, round of goals in my life? How am I enjoying the process? What are the most essential things that need to happen today in order for me to get to where I want to go tomorrow? What do I want? How do I want to show up? What type of leader do I want to be? And so I'm just really visualizing the CEO that I want to be in this season of my life. Okay. So visualization is key. Who am I becoming in the process of achieving these goals? Who are the people that I want around me? How do I make sure that I'm connecting with the right people? Now, here we are today's podcast episode. We are going to talk a little bit about just, you can't be a prophet in your own land. How many of you that instantly were like, a freaking men. All right. So how many of you have people in your downline that have gone through every new mentorship opportunity that you have? They get on business opportunity calls. They get on team calls. They show up in your VIP group. They're always, they're in your DMs consistently. I want to work my business. I want to be successful. This is the month I'm going to set the goals. And you maybe have gotten on the phone with these people numerous times. You've been mentoring entering through them through getting their business off the ground, but they're just not doing it. They're not taking the action. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it has happened to me a lot where I will say and do and preach and lead by example, everything that I want my downline to do. And I will think I'm being clear and I'll scratch my head and go, why, why is this so hard to figure out? And then they'll get on a team call that another leader is hosting and that leader will say the exact same things that I have been saying. And suddenly in the chat bar, it's lighting up light bulb moment, aha moment. Oh my gosh, that's exactly what I needed to hear today, right? This is the missing piece. You are amazing. And I sometimes sit there and my blood boils because I'm with my palm to my forehead going, I have literally been telling you all of this. I don't know why it's just now sinking in. And so I do find that sometimes we just have to hear something multiple times, like 15 or 20 times. And then sometimes it's about timing, the right place, the right time. We're re- We're open to receiving the message now. Something just kind of clicks. And so that's why I'm such a big fan of making sure that 
I'm not offended when somebody learns from somebody else and they have that aha moment. I have learned to say to myself, all right, right place, right time. This is when they needed to hear it. This, this is when they needed to receive it. And I'm so glad that I was humble enough to put other leaders and other speakers in front, in front of my organization so that they could eventually get it. Because if they get it, and they start seeing success in their business. If their income starts growing, they're building the belief in themselves. They're building their belief in the business. As they build belief, their business grows. More customers, more team members, and everybody wins. So again, I'm always looking at that. But And so this may be you right now. You might actually be sitting here going, yeah, you know, I feel like I am doing everything, standing on my head, doing tricks, and my team just is not getting it. So sometimes we have to take a step out of the weeds and really say to ourselves, all right, how do I empower my organization to start getting it? So here is what we're going to we're going to chat about today. It is sometimes as a business owner, when we build a team, we get to this point in our business where we we flip our roles and it sometimes happens when you are awarded a title as you rank advance, all of a sudden you are awarded this leadership title, whether it is a director level, executive director, a diamond level, you know, platinum executive, whatever your company calls it. And all of a sudden you go, I'm a leader. I've arrived. And you maybe look at your organization and you have a handful of people that want to work the business. And so you go into, all right, now I need to serve my people because being a good leader means that my my people come first. And so I did this. I remember sitting at my kitchen table and I had my, my planner out and I was working on my tracker for the day. And I said to myself, oh my gosh, I have nobody left to invite. I have nothing left to say. I I noticed that my personal sales were declining. My recruitment wasn't as healthy as it had been in previous months. And I thought to myself, that's it. I've reached my capacity. I have maximized my potential. Good for you, Melanie. You were like a one trick pony. You got to a certain rank, but it's all falling apart. And I sort of threw this pity party for myself for a hot minute. And I was also looking around at my team who I had five people on my whiteboard that were building their business. And as I started going through the five names of people that had told me that they wanted to pay off debt, they wanted to quit their job, they wanted to save for a family vacation, I'm reading these names and all of those people, none of their actions were actually matching what they wanted to accomplish. And so I was every day waking up and answering their messages, posting in the team page, creating content for them, giving them story ideas, doing these team calls, doing one-on-ones. And I was serving my team, but guess what was starting to happen? It was breeding resentment because they weren't matching my efforts. They also weren't doing the things that they said they were going to do. And so I was getting frustrated that I was pouring my time and energy into them and they weren't doing the action steps. Then I was also simultaneously looking at my own business thinking my income isn't growing because I am focusing so much of my time on these people that I see so much potential in, but they're not actually 
they're not actually taking the action that's required. So I can see all the potential in people in the world, but we know, just like we say to our kids, like I can, I can't want it more for you than you want it for yourself. And so here I was at this pivotal moment where I could go down the rabbit hole of saying, all right, well, that's it. This business doesn't work. It's not for me. You know, I I'm, I'm failing. I'm not a good leader. I clearly can't get my people to achieve their goals. And instead I said to myself, no, Melanie, let's take a step back. Number one, you are prioritizing your organization and I realized that if I wanted to keep growing my business, I needed to essentially stay in phase one. And I'm going to explain to you what that actually means. But phase one, it is really important that as a business owner that we don't ever get out of phase one. And phase one for me was starting to come at the end of the day. So I would answer my my team's DMs and I would be checking messages and posting in the groups and doing follow-ups. And if a person messaged me and said, I need to speak to you, I have an emergency, I'd drop what I was doing and get on the phone with them. And then it would come to the afternoon or the evening and I'd be trying to work through my own to-do list and I'd be tired. And I didn't feel like sending the invites or doing the follow-ups or my social media posts were just subpar because I didn't really have the creativity that I typically have in the morning. And so what I decided to do was I decided to prioritize my phase one business building activities. And I'm going to walk you through what that looked like today and give you some suggestions but this is exactly what I started to do. And what ended up happening was because I was not, I didn't have any ego involved in this. Phase one activities weren't beneath me. I understood that if I want my business to grow, I need to be in the trenches and leading the way. I need to be raising up the next group of customers and the next group of team members. So what is phase one activities? Phase one activities are essentially activities that grow your business, your personal business. These are activities that bring in new customers and new team members. They are also activities that allow you to take a new customer from first time purchaser to loyal customer and repeat purchaser. It's also an opportunity for you to take somebody through a pipeline of new customer all the way to team member. It is also phase one activity when you sign up a new team member, it's getting them started in the first 90 days. Now, this phase one activity, we teach this in one of our courses. It's called the Direct Sales Done Right Academy. We teach this in one of the lessons. We call it the healthy pipeline. And there are action steps that you do in each phase of the pipeline that allow you to always have people that are moving through your pipeline of your business in a very healthy way. And phase one activities include things like cultivating a community on your platform. That means that the content you're putting out there is making new connections, it's building new relationships, you're adding new people into a free group or a VIP group. The second thing that you're doing is you're inviting. Leaders, you are never above an invitation. 
the way we've all grown our businesses has been through the power of invites. We cannot assume that everybody is just going to show up at our door. We have to, people want to be invited. When we see an opportunity to invite people, we need to do it. We also have to be following up. We have to follow up. I know that even today in 2023, I, as I'm recording this podcast, last night I sat at my computer and did my list of follow-ups. All the people that have been interested in services that I provide, whether it's private coaching, leadership mastermind, course students, I'm following up with them to see if they're ready to enroll. Can I answer any of their questions? I'm also thinking about ways that I can be growing my contact list, whether it's sending friend requests or following new people, putting out a freemium that's getting more people onto my list. And so those are all really important action steps that we have to be willing to take. And if we are not showing up consistently on social media because we're so busy with our team, if we're not hosting monthly events, groups, parties, however it is that you build your business, and if you're not doing personal development that grows you, you're going to notice that all of a sudden the momentum that you initially got as you were building your business is going to slowly reach a peak and begin to decline. Why? Because there's a life cycle. There is a life cycle to customers. There's a life cycle to team members. And there always will be outliers. But when you look at the majority of people that come through the doors of your business, there's a life cycle. There's a span of 30, 60, 90 days that people are going to be with you, maybe six months. And so we always have to be in acquisition mode. That's a part of the business that we do. So now I just want to ask you a couple of questions. As if you're a leader listening to this podcast episode right now, Let's take a look at your health of your business. What's your baseline looking like? How many business builders are you actually enrolling every single month? When you look at the past six months, where do you stack up? How many events, whether it's business opportunity events or it is actually, um, you know, VIP events that are talking about your products, how many of those are you doing a month? Have you gotten out of the practice? What's your own personal volume? looking like? What are you bringing in for sales? Because if you're just relying on your organization, you're missing out on a lever. And a lever there in the direct sales multi-level marketing is, yes, you can bring in a commission from what you produce, which should always be consistent. And what in that time frame, you're also bringing in, you know, your downline is bringing in as well. And then do you have any goals that you're currently working towards? Because if right now, you're not working through any goals personally. You're just floating. And one of the things that I'm really excited to talk about tomorrow when Katie and I do our free class that we're about to teach is we're about to talk about vision in, in a little bit of a different way with, with all of our people that are showing up to the class. And, you know, you, your vision, it changes as you change. As you evolve and grow in your life, your vision, it evolves and grows. So where are you at in your business right now? Is your vision changing with you? Because if your business isn't, if your vision isn't working for you and it's not propelling you to create new goals, then, then you're just kind of floating through this process, right? You're just floating through the process. Now, 
I've identified these things. Now I want you to get really reflective. Where are you spending your time? Are you waking up every single day and doing what I was doing? And that is managing your team, creating pretty Canva graphics, organizing your next team call, getting getting a new checklist built, making a template for your downline to use for stories, writing an email to your team, or... Is this you? Are you spending time making pretty things, things that that aren't really aren't vulnerable, aren't putting you out there to acquire new customers? So if that is you, I need to say to you, you're prioritizing your downline and we can't do that. 90% of our personal business should be spent our 90% of our time should be spent on our personal business. 90%. It wasn't until I had a very large downline that I started spending, you know, 80% of my time on my personal business and 20% on my team. Why? Because I knew that every day I needed to put the oxygen mask on myself. Every single day I needed to show up. I needed to post on social media. I needed to send my invites, do my follow-ups, write my own newsletters. Why? Because when I did those things, it actually naturally gave me the content to post about in my team page. I knew, hey guys, this is what I'm doing today. This is what I'm working on. This is how I'm following up. This is how I'm serving my clients. It allowed me to just naturally train them based on what I was doing. That is really important. So what did that look like from a workflow perspective? It's really important that as I showed up during the day, I really still to this day use my Chic Influencer Time Blocker. I have a Google Calendar where my team's can all see what's going on, but I really use my my chic time blocker on my desk as my to-do list where I check things off the box, where I am staying accountable to the things I said I was going to do. Not everything goes in the Google calendar, right? So I sit down and whatever the first part of your work day is, and all of our work days are going to look different, whether you work full-time, have children at home, kids are in school, homeschooling, whatever your life might look like right now. So we always have to say my first pocket that I get to work in my business should be phase one activities. So I'll give you an example of that. Maybe in the first thing in the morning, I would always get up and do my personal growth, do my workouts, and then I would sit down and I would make my post. I would send my invites. I would scan my messages to see who I needed to respond to. It wasn't my team, but it was people that wanted to sign up, people that wanted more information, customer questions. I did all of that first. And I would write that into my time blocker, post, right? Send an email, do my follow-ups, do my invites. Then my kids would wake up. I would check those things off the tracker. Then the kids would wake up. We would get breakfast. We would do our thing. They would watch a TV show while they were watching a TV show. I would stand at the kitchen counter and that's where I would get my stories ready for the day, right? Get my stories ready today, speak in my stories. And then I would have my call to action. Can check that off the box. Then we would go for a walk or a grocery store, hit up Target, come back, have lunch. The boys would go down for a nap and I would sit down at the computer and I'd say, all right, I've done my personal business this morning. Now let me work on my team. Now I'm going to post in my team page. These are the things that I've done this morning. Here's the email I sent. Here's the follow-up messages. Oh, we've got a team call tonight. Here's the link to that. If I somebody needed a one-on-one, -on -one, that was done in the afternoon. And so from one to three, I would work with my team. I would do team activities. 
And so I started to go through the week and I would really say personal business comes first, team comes second. And I also began to tell my team, hey, in the mornings I work on my personal business, the mornings I'm kind of getting my tracker done, you can always expect to hear back from me, but it's probably going to be sometime after one because I am, that's when I allocate to the team. And my team's messages always got answered in a timely manner. I never went to bed at night and didn't answer the team's messages, but It was just that I knew I was a better leader when I was in the trenches doing it with them. I could lead them in from the front. I could, yeah, those objections are happening to me too. Try this. I did this today. And so it just allowed me to actually show up better because I was in it alongside of them as well. And I also wasn't feeling scattered at the end of the day or that my own personal business was taking a backseat. So I want you to take a moment and really look at your business and say, am I managing my team? But more importantly, am I managing my time? Am I prioritizing my personal business? And maybe the question goes a little bit deeper. If it's been so long since you've prioritized your personal business because it has just been easier to manage your team to try to revive a downline that you know is fizzling out. If you can see the writing on the wall right now, your team is disengaging, your team is not responding, they're not showing up for team calls, they're not excited in push groups anymore, they're not getting on power hours, right? They don't want to they don't even care to work towards the retreat, they're not going to annual conference, they don't sign up for the annual rewards trip. Those are signs that your team is not in it. It's not a reflection of you as the leader as much as it is a reflection that their goals and their vision doesn't really have meaning to them and they're not willing to do the work because I know that you've set up some kind of structure, whether it's a checklist or a welcome email, you've given them an opportunity to get started. If they aren't willing to take that action, that can't be on you. That can't be on you. So we need to say, all right, I'm here for you, but I'm going to put the oxygen mask on myself. And so we're going to just do this nice little gentle refocus. This starting right now, whatever day you are listening to this podcast, you're going to get out your time blocker. And I want you to sit down and say, all right, refocus. Personal business comes first. Get out your tracker. When am I going to do the activities from nine to 10? I am going to do my connections, my invites, my follow-ups, my stories, my posts. Then from 10 to 11, I'm going to check in with my customers. I am going to send out an email. I am whatever. I'm going to create tomorrow's social media content. Then you go to the next block of time from one to two. I check in with my team. I go live. I make that checklist. I get ready for tonight's call. I want us to start getting in this cadence of personal business first. If we take it a step further and you're saying to yourself, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I don't know how to invite. I'm embarrassed to say this. I don't know how to time block. I've gotten this far in my business by winging it. I've gotten this far in my business by not having a marketing plan. I've gotten this far in my business with curiosity marketing. I've gotten this far in my business with people just coming to me. And I feel embarrassed that I've been in the business for this long and I haven't figured it out yet. Or I don't know how to even go back and start over. I get it. I hear you. It's a real thing. 
You're not, there's nothing wrong with you. The worst thing you can do is think that it is beneath you to do those activities or be embarrassed that you don't, you need to be a student again. I sit in every conference, every event that I go to with my notebook open and ready to learn. Why? Because it's never beneath me to learn a new way to invite. It's never beneath me to learn a new way to post on social media. It's never beneath me to flub it up and fail horribly at something. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good, but it's not beneath me because I know that ego can't come into play when I'm trying to build a successful organization. So for all of you that are listening to this podcast episode, is it time for you to say, wow, I've been living in a bubble and it is time to pop the bubble. And I know that I'm not even producing enough to build this pipeline. My list isn't long enough. My invites are, there's not enough of them. There's not enough follow-ups. Like I need to be doing more. And if that is you, I'm going to challenge you right now today. We're going to put a challenge out there. I want you to get back to phase one activity. I guarantee if you make the commitment to the phase one activity, people are going to follow. You're going to also have some new people that follow along and new people that join because of your recommitment. And if you don't know how to do phase one activity, how about a course that you can take? Those of you that love to listen, maybe on your walks or while you're driving in the car, or you're mopping the floor, getting kid the dinner ready for the kids or waiting at sports practice for your kids to be done. Would you do some training? Would you want to brush up on your basics? Maybe you say to your downline, all right, we're all going to go back to the classroom. We're all going to learn again. How amazing would that be to say, we're going to take a crash course in restarting our business again. Maybe that's what you need. Because I find that so many of us are just, we're listening to all these people and all these things. And we need to go to one place, one source, one-stop shop for building our business, for staying in phase one. And the best leaders are those that have led by experience and are leading in the trenches as they're figuring it out. So I would love for you to do a few things, two things. Number one, you need to stop right now and let's do a baseline. Where are we at in our business? Where are we letting our team come before our personal business? So we're going to refocus. We're going to right now today in our time blocker, personal business, team time, we're going to reorganize. We're going to set some healthy boundaries. We're going to maybe let our teams know when they can expect to hear from us. And then the second thing we're going to do is say, how do I become a student again? And I'd like to let you in on a little secret, <laughs> little secret. On Wednesday, April 12th, you may be listening to this podcast after the fact, but on Wednesday, April 12th, Katie and I, my partner here at Chic Influencer, we're hosting a free class. And that class is talking about your 10-day action plan in your direct sales business. That free class is opening the doors to our Direct Sales Done Right Academy. Now, this is not a big academy launch like we typically do, but it is a big launch. Why? Because it comes in a really critical, crucial time. You're not going to, when I say this isn't a big launch, like you're not going to hear about it all over social media 24-7 for the next week. We are showing up in our podcast, in our emails, in you know stories. 
we're talking about the importance of your basics of your business. And I'm speaking to you as a leader right now. I get it. You may be needing to refocus your own personal business and get back into phase one. And I believe that this course has everything that you need. It's a one-stop shop. We don't have to go listen to 20 different mentors and then try to piece together what's good advice, what's subpar advice. I want you to come and listen and learn from two ladies in the industry, regardless of which multi-level marketing you are, company you're a part of, the principles apply, the healthy pipeline, organizing your time, your social media content, what should your invites and your follow-ups look like? We actually do a full lesson on conversations. So you get to be a student and you get access to a members-only Facebook group. This is not something we've done in the past. This is actually new. Inside of that members-only Facebook group, we have a monthly Q&A session. On the daily, you can ask questions or you can just be a fly on the wall and check it out. But you get 30 days of access to our members-only community. And inside of the Direct Sales Done Right Academy, which is the course, you get these lessons for the rest of your life. You get script guides and social media content for 30 days, not to give you more things to do in your already busy life, but to help you fast track success. Instead of sitting there going, what's the right way to invite or what kind of post should I do or when should I follow up or how should I manage my time? How about if we just tell you what to do? How about if we actually lay it out for you in a sequential order that makes sense? And if you implement it, you are going to achieve success. How would that sound to feel like you have a resource to go back to that is up to date, that is professional, that is authentic? It's allowing you to connect with your ideal team member and client, and it's allowing you to start generating money now. And how amazing would it be to actually do this with your downline too? So I'm inviting you, private little insider invite, to join the Direct Sales Done Right Academy. Enrollment is open. You have an opportunity to come in right now and join. And I'm sharing this right here on the podcast with you because you're a loyal listener. This might be a great opportunity for you. But it also might be a great opportunity for you to share inside of your team page, to send out as an email, to say, hey, guys, let's do this together. Let's get back to basics over the next four weeks. Let's start out, you know, the second quarter of the year. Let's go into this organized, empowered, confident, clear on our vision. Let's go into this second quarter with a fire inside of us that allows us to get to where we want to be by annual conference, by the next rewards trip, by an, a leadership retreat that you want to get an invite to. So this can be a great tool and a course that you have lifetime access to for the rest of your life. Now, I'm going to drop the link to the course in the show notes. I want you to get in. I want you to make sure you tag me or DM me on Instagram at Melanie Mitro. The minute you sign up for the course, let me know that you're in, share it with your teams, let me know when they're joining. And I also want to tell you something that one of my students in another course I run, the Rockstar Recruitment course, did, and I loved it. She basically said, all right, I am creating a private group chat for everyone that's in the Rockstar Recruitment course that signs up and uses my link. And we are going to start recruiting like a boss together. And I loved that. It was a great way for her to really get people on board. And so I want to encourage you to do the same thing. 
Maybe you get your team together. You make a little pod. We're all going to purchase this. We're all going to go through the lessons and I am going to be accountable right alongside of you. So we need to get back to phase one. We need to remember that sometimes it's not about giving our team more. It's really about putting the oxygen mask on ourselves first. It's also that sometimes we can't be a prophet in our own land. Sometimes people just literally need to hear it from a different person's voice and it will click. Again, it's okay if that happens because in the end, it benefits you, it benefits them, and everybody wins. So friends, this is a good gut check for you as you are stepping into this season of your business, wherever you may be cultivating, harvesting, planting, right? Just reflecting with empowerment and the tools that you need to succeed. All right. I feel like today was a really tactical episode and I hope you loved it. And as always, if you loved the podcast, make sure that you take a screenshot of the episode, you tag me at Melanie Mitro, and then you tell me what it is you loved most about today's podcast episode. I want to hear from you. I want to know what it was. And I also like to feature you on my stories when you tag me as well. And if you feel like it, extra bonus points for anyone that heads on over to iTunes, leaves me a rating and review because that helps the podcast get found by other amazing network marketers who might need a little business and leadership advice. All right, my friends, thank you so much for hanging with me on this week's episode. I will see you back here next week.